Conversations with Cordates. What a jam! Conversations with Cordates. Welcome back once again. Today in the studio, you have myself, the beautiful, the wonderful, the very humble, obviously, mm. uh, Anastasia. And then I have this dirtbag. I'm still here. <laughs> He's hanging around. Haven't got rid of me yet. Some um, dude we picked Harry, up off the yep. street. Harry Ike. Harry Ike. And we have a really wonderful special guest, our alien expert, mm. our Ooh. comedian extraordinaire, Luke Stellar. That's a lot of hype, but I will take it. Yes. Thank you for having me on. This is brilliant. Yeah. This Own is it. really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, what is the qualification for alien expert in the end? Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like you can be an alien expert. Yeah. A week of reading. Wow, week he's of reading. getting a PhD yeah, in yeah, astronomy. That's true. To be okay. fair, all you need is a Twitter account and then you can have any opinions on aliens. Reddit. So, yeah, you yeah, need Reddit. Reddit. It's true. Yeah. Reddit it's true, yeah. Full of nuggets of knowledge <laughs> on aliens. <laughs> knowledge is a loose true. term, but no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Luke, tell us, why are we referring to you as our alien expert? What is it that you do? Oh, so I do um, many things. Um, I guess the alien stuff does definitely come from a PhD that I'm currently slowly chipping away at, and mm-hmm. it's in the field of astrobiology. Oh, so ah, oh, cool. Which you know, people tell me doesn't exist, and they're <laughs> no, kind no, of no, right. That's horoscopes. It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my other big passion, actually. So no, um, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. What what yeah. is your star sign? I'm, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah, oh, and I've got a water moon. Um, yeah, it's weird. I always never thought I was Aquarius until I had someone really sit me down and like explain it. My beautiful yeah. housemate, um, yep. and dear friend, she's a big. Big, big astrologer, and um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of um, interesting stuff in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do you do you like you know uh, subscribe to the idea? Ah, uh, as an astro- astrobiologist. So yeah, so I guess um, <laughs> there's multiple hats we can wear, June. It's like as yeah. a scientist, we have to say no. Um, <laughs> there is very weak little bit of evidence around the time of year you were born in. And how it affects your personality. Yeah. Basically, back in the day when if your mother was pregnant with you during winter, not a lot of food, not a lot of micronutrients. You live in Europe, you just ate like potatoes for like eight months. That can impact the way that your baby develops and grows. That can impact mentality, all that kind of stuff. I Um, always thought Geminis were the skinny bitches. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Makes sense. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But taking the science hat off. It's just like another form of like Myers Briggs or personality test. Yeah. It's a way to like exactly. view that the world. That is definitely corporate yeah. astrology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. that's exactly how I see it. It's yeah. just another personality quiz, yeah. right? Like, what friend character are you? Oh, yeah. What Hogwarts horoscope? House. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's a bit of fun, right? It's just like a bit of fun spice up the drudgery of life. Yeah, exactly. Like, I used to love taking those quizzes as a kid. I yeah. remember I went down this huge rabbit hole of like before BuzzFeed because let's face it, I'm old. Um, <laughs> but I went down this rabbit hole of just taking all these kinds of different quizzes and this one stuck to my me in my mind. It was, mm. which toilet stall are you? <laughs> which toilet stall were you? Apparently I was the middle, which I don't oh. think it's a very good one. Nobody so, was to Because yeah. it's like, different types of, like are you a portaloo are you a very clean 
like porcelain mm. or was it like which no, order it would, are you yeah exactly like are ah, you the one closest to the door yeah. are you the one in the middle yeah. are you it the is, one at the end it's a power move if there's say urinals or uh, stalls to mm. just come into a bathroom no one in there and you go in the middle because you mm. know if anyone comes in you're next to them. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. I do that just as like a little bit of a, <laughs> let's uh, take a risk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you ever like stick your hand underneath the, the stall and stall? be like, yo. No, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a sex offender. <laughs> so, no. Okay, but like, do, did you ever have, you know, when somebody needs toilet paper? Because it happens all the time oh, in the female man. bathroom. When it's like, hey girl, no, can you pass me some toilet paper? Men aren't friends. No. Like, that does not no. work. No, no, no. <laughs> it is fucking every man for himself yeah. in there. If you're out of toilet paper, you're out of luck, yeah. my friend. You are going to smell like shit all night <laughs> <laughs> honestly because oh as you know someone um who identifies as masculine mm. i just like hear all these beautiful wonderful stories about the women's bathroom and just the joyous mm. occasion the sharing the <laughs> yeah. emotional support no way like yeah i've yeah, had exactly. yeah i've been made very uncomfortable in bathrooms i've never had like a, oh yeah this is a... no once i have actually <laughs> once this guy was like i love your shirt Oh God! Thank like, God you said shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bathroom. Well, we were, we were pissing at the at the time, like standing next to each and, other uh, pissing. He didn't mean shirt. He, yeah. he met us underneath it. <laughs> no, it is. It's very. It's much. It's yeah. Like, usually silence. Yeah, unless there's like four men in one cubicle and then they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, um, does that happen often? Mm. <laughs> depends, depends on the bathroom, right? Depends on the bathroom. No. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? Have I told my story about the beer? In the toilet, the toilet beer. Do you remember that story? Have I told oh, that? Oh, when on you it? almost got kicked out. No, I was got chased. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was the night where Anastasia performed. I'm not going to say the venue, but mm. you yeah. performed at a place at a at a, mu- a museum that shall not be named. Oh, uh, for comedy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, because uh, Luke and I are comedians, but we'll We're get to pretty that. Pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. we definitely. Me yeah. and another <laughs> a friend of mine mm. went into the bathroom, and there was these dudes in there before us, and they were just talk- they clearly knew each other. They were talking, and they. Then they left, and we were like, pissing, and then we saw one of them left a full, long neck no. on the air, the um, what's it called, the air hand dryer. Mm. Uh, and we're and like, during at that venue, drinks were expensive. Yeah, just, I so, mean, mm. Luke and bucks. I, as performers, we yeah, did get drink cheap, tickets. Cheap drinks, so yeah. whatever. Not, not a performer, so I was paying pleb prices. Yeah, it was like yeah. fourteen dollars. Yeah, it really was. It was that, really were they expensive. selling long necks there? Was this someone? Yeah, someone no, bought it. No, they no, were selling. selling. Yeah, they were selling. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But and so, me and my friend. Who I shall not name mm-hmm. for anonymity reasons. We were looking at it, we were laughing, like, ha ha ha, the full beer, yeah, they're giving beers and toilets now. And then he looked at me, he's like, should we actually drink? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And so we started drinking it. And as soon as I had finished, we're just taking turns, like sculling it. As soon as I had finished and put it down, mm. no, I was like, like this with the, there's not a visual medium, but I was, I was, I was like, <laughs> thank God, because right now it looks like um, he is doing a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. The last drop had entered my mouth and then the guy came back in. Looking for, his was, looking for his beer. And you just heard him go, no, 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 no. And then I didn't know what to do. Like in the moment, I was just like, I just slammed it down on the desk and I just fucking ran. I just fucking ran out the door. And my friend came with me and we're running and we passed his girlfriend. And she was just like, what the fuck's going on? You go sprinting past her. And we're like, run, run. And we were running up these stairs and we turned around and the guy was following it. He no. was running after us. He was coming after us. But like, what's he going to do when he catches That's you? He's like, were. give it back. Yeah. And the thing was, because it was a costume party, he was wearing a green oh. morph suit. It was this man in a green morph suit. So that's suit. just hilarious. Yeah. He looks like the crazy one he chasing yeah. him. Yeah. I've never been actually chased before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like a scary experience. So we were just like running, trying to get away from this green morph suit man. 
and eventually we hid and we were so drunk. So we actually swapped outfits. Even though this man didn't Brilliant. know yeah, us, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't have time to look at our outfit, but we swapped <laughs> outfits and we were wearing each other's clothes for the rest of the night. <laughs> and, then, and then when we went and saw your set, because you were performing there, yeah. we went into the room, we sat down in the seats and like, we can't move at this point. We're mm. like trapped because there's a show on and we can't be like, we're running. Like, yeah, running through Anastasia's and set, be like, nope, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was in the crowd. No. And we were just like... Remain calm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never spot us. But he, but he didn't find us. We actually oh, got away with it. Brilliant. So free oh beer. Are you worried about um, this said person listening into this podcast? Some um, sort of Venn diagram of people who attend unnameable museum <laughs> comedy shows and listen to this podcast. It's going to be almost a tight circle. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's it going to be, be pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you are listening. Fuck you! Uh, <laughs> don't leave your fucking yeah, beers unattended in a bathroom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Unattended. Although, although that kind of sounds like we're blaming the victim. Nah, he deserves what he got. Uh, I take no prisoners. <laughs> that was expensive. In our current world we live in, where in this economy, yeah, in this mate, economy, you got to do it. You see a I free mean, fucking beer. Like, <laughs> never would that cross my mind. Because we're like, yeah, I'm totally gonna drink that as a woman. No, yeah. definitely never. bit of male privilege in that long neck. Yeah, but it's yeah. great. Like, it's yeah. not yeah. gonna be. It's probably not gonna be roofied or anything <laughs> fucked. You don't it's know. Like, mm. And it hadn't been touched. It was like untouched beer, and it was open. And, and we're just like the. That's like if we would offend Dionysus, the god of wine and parties, if we <laughs> if we didn't take this offering. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Anyways, sure. aliens. Okay. Okay. So astrobiology. Okay. Back to it. Yes. Tell us about it. <laughs> what is it that you actually study? Um, okay. So stars, the horoscopes. Which one is it? Nerdy nine to five is um, basically trying to figure out how hard it is for life to form. So, oh fuck! So you're playing God. Playing God, wow. basically, yeah, it's like cooking up a little bit of a yeah. little bit of life in the lab. You know, easy, simple PhD project. No, yeah. the whole vibe is you're trying to find life on another planet. How could it get there? How hard is it for life to form there? And how hard is it? Mm. Um, I've been trying for a couple of years now, not oh. working out. You've not figured it uh, out. I haven't figured it out. Yeah, a few well, more years to go. What are you I doing? Mean, what am I? Do? I don't work harder. <laughs> Obviously, too many podcasts, guys. Come yeah, on, yeah, like yeah. this is the problem. So, do you now believe in God because you're um, like this is impossible? Yeah. I don't say this lightly. Some days I seriously do. Really? Like, which is weird. Um, I mean, get into all that kind of stuff later. But like, some days, well, not God. Like, I think God's a very um, optimistic, egocentric idea where it's like mm. there's some benevolent person who mm. only loves a weird yeah, and he looks sect just like of me. religion. Yeah, he looks I know. just like me. But like, yeah. Wait, wait, a in particular. Like, no, like the idea that we're not in a simulation or we're not some elaborate science experiment that some order of magnitude higher mm. aliens. Mm. I just like the fact that not even that life form, but then like multicellular life form and then like consciousness yeah. form. Like there's so many bottlenecks of probability. It just seems like, why do fucking humans do like complex mathematics? Like there's yeah. no evolutionary benefit to that. Yeah. Why do we get like the fact that we can like build telescopes to see into black holes. Like that is beyond comprehension in the realm of evolution. Like yeah. you, you know, you, you study Darwinian evolution. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is the James Webb telescope doing in that model? Yeah. It's, um, Aliens. Yeah. Look, it's, it's above my head. <laughs> <Look at that>. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Didn't know we had a fellow comedian in the house. Oh. <laughs> there were some definite finger guns Edit there. Just, uh, no. <laughs> Edit this. <laughs> Never let this see the light of day. Uh, I'm the one editing this episode. I'm definitely uh, it keeping it in. <laughs> uh, 
bumped. Oh, nice. Mm. That's that's really cool. Yeah. So with your line of work, mm. do you a get a lot of people confusing your astronomy degree for astrology? Sounds like you've heard a little bit of comedy. I've done. No, I did do a cute little set on um, a bit of stand-up comedy with Anastasia on stage, talking about how. As again, not a visual medium, but I have long hair, nose ring, bit of a rat bag, a uh, bit of a hippie, um, hang out with a lot of hippies. I would call myself a hippie. Astrolo- Wait, yeah. so before you go on, the <laughs> thing is, I know you're a hippie. Yeah. What is your favorite dance? Mm. What is your favorite like, way to dance? Like way to dance. Oh, there's so many different ways. Okay, so I guess my classic favorite um, that I like to do and also experience mm-hmm is the like 7am on like a side trance like festival and you've been going all night and it's like this zombie shuffle and there's just like this really horrendous like you know side trance like drum and bass bullshit going and it's kind of like you're in a stupor where you can't stop moving your body and it's like this weird little shuffle I've been there before it's a place to be but it's, I don't know it's a it's an intimate question I think I'm referring yeah. to oh I'm really sorry for I mean it yeah. sounds yeah. meditative it, it, almost. Yeah. it depends like how much drugs you're on, but so no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we do not endorse drugs we do not, on no. recordings. <laughs> we definitely um, do. <laughs> edit that out, me. <laughs> um, but you were talking about contact dancing. Oh, Can you explain to okay. Harry what no, that is? Because yeah, um, I, not going to lie, as soon as you told, because we were in a workshop and they're like, what is it that you like to do the most? And people are like, yeah. music and this and this. And Luke goes up and is like, I like contact dancing. Yeah, explain, and I'm like, that yeah. is the hippiest thing you could have Oh, here said. we go. It's just, yeah, no, okay, fuck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a beautiful style of human connection. Okay. Soul to soul contact. No, it's- um, It's a it's human centipede. <laughs> I'm gonna say soul to soul. It's lip to anus. Like that is the uh, <laughs> a very a very hippie movie. A hippie classic. Uh, yeah, uh, loved by the hippies. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it actually is. Um, and we're well, having fun, but actually, it's a really beautiful thing that I recommend anyone checking out. Mm. So it's basically a um style of dance that is usually in partnership with people. It can be done by yourself or in groups, and it really is um intuitively moving based on someone else's um, movements as well, mm. but it's not choreographed or scripted in any mm. way. So it's improv- improvisation. Yeah, totally, yeah, so it's like a form of improv. Um, if you are you know, if you stumbled into some weird back alley community hall in Newtown on a Thursday night at 7.30, anyone was, no, if you came along <laughs> and you saw what was happening, um, you would see people that would kind of start off like touching fingers or just like brushing past someone with their arm, very slow, like mm. usually some like, guy with like bowl with like a very long beard playing like flute in the corner or something mm. um, and then you start feeling the way you know they might you know push towards you and then you might le- uh, you know feel them to be the leader and move away mm. and wow. then you might then in turn try and move the hand somewhere else and they may choose to follow you and they may not so it's just very much trying to have a conversation through movement that's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. It is yeah. interesting. It is, yeah. Like, Jokes I, on you. For no, you. No, no, like, I, no, listen, I've never, if anything, I was so intrigued that I yeah. actually want to try it. Because I love, like, when you're, you know, like, dancing at the club and you just mm. close your eyes and you just kind of let, like, the bass and the music mm. like, fill Oh, totally. You up. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Like, you know, I don't love, I, I couldn't give a shit about, like, hooking up with people or whatever. Yeah. I want to go there to actually dance. Mm. I just want to dance. I just want to dance. I just want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my girlfriends, we just got to dance. But 
actually like it feels so it's good. It's so good. So there's a great um uh it's all around the world now. I think it started in Sydney. It's called No Lights No Lycra. Uh-huh. And it's basically that. It's called like it's a movement style called ecstatic dance as well. Yeah. And it's basically just like no lights in a dark room somewhere, really good music, like you wear whatever you want. It's not you dress up to impress people and yeah. you just like dance by yourself. And oh, it is I love that. Amazing. I it is so that. so so special. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, so I think Newtown has a space and it's all over Sydney and stuff. But um, yeah, I feel like so much shit I do as a scientist is so head heavy and it's like mm. either like networking and who do you talk to to make the things happen or like in a lab and like cooking up some, you know, chemicals and rocks and shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't get to like be in my body a lot. So it's a really yeah. nice way to release that. Yeah, It's a great mindfulness way. Honestly, right? yeah. Because like, yeah. I have a difficult time, you know, finding mindfulness. It yeah. just, you know, with meditating or whatever. But dancing or like mm, moving yeah. it's much easier for me to be in my own body yeah mm. like, 100% so yeah. so nice and I, I really love that so next song you go yeah, you know, I can yeah. shout out to where do they do it again shout oh so if you just google like no lights no yeah. lacra mm-hmm. that. that'll be the um that's yeah, like the ecstatic bounce around. It's usually like a whole bunch of Beyonce and everyone's yeah. just like having a good time. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested in, and this is something that I'm always interested in, in because ha- you obviously you're someone who identifies as masculine. I'm assuming mm. that's an assumption of mine. Yeah, no, we can um, cut, we can edit that. Out. <laughs> um, but as someone who identifies as masculine, and I'm I'm sure you probably had a similar experience to me, is that when you talk about this stuff, it would be very hard for me as someone who was brought up in kind of a toxic mm. max masculinity background to embrace this. And did you struggle with that? Or was that something you found, e- as, as who you are, found easy? Or did you? Yeah, did yeah, no, you? definitely. I think it was weird, like, um, I went to school in the Sutherland Shire, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a beautiful place. It's actually, like, the nature there is incredible. And, like, I have really mm. amazing friends. But um, So for our international oh, listeners... For all the mean? international listeners out there... <laughs> At uh, least one. Few, yeah. <laughs> My mom. <Yeah. laughs> I was going to go there, but I was like, no, nah, no, okay. Um, no. Um, so the Shire is a suburb in the south of Sydney. It is... Historically, really sadly known for race riots that happened there oh. in the early 2000s. Yeah. So it's like a very against race. Like, uh, like so <laughs> yeah. It's um, a, I mean, you would know better than me, but I remember hearing a lot about this. Yeah, so. yeah. Cronulla like, riots, very famous. Like Australian. they were against so the was, indigenous people. Being no, 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 not indigenous. Uh, so it was Lebanese communities mainly, I believe. Yeah, oh. it was like the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I, I was in India for four months over that summer, so I like I was like wow. also eight years old, so I was not anyway involved yeah. in that process. <laughs> but um, but basically, yeah, it was like um, a really messed up situation where a whole bunch of like white Anglo Australian men beat up a few um, people from Middle Eastern background. It was kind of like the peak of um, Middle Eastern, mm. you know, Anglo Australian. Yeah. Like yeah, it was this whole thing like um, post nine eleven type yeah, of fear mongering kind just of like, stuff. You know, the Australian flag and yeah. flash tattoos and everyone yeah. was like being... Sh- yeah, it's like... Awful. Awful, awful shit. And I think that's the... And like, to be fair, that... When you talk about like, you know, toxic masculine yeah. environments and where you grow up, like that was... Um, to be fair, it'd be part of my upbringing, you know? Like I yeah. went to yeah. school where, you know, the classic local public school and it was beautiful, but also, yeah, like very white, tradey, mm-hmm. low SES kind of vibes in a sense, you know? And like, that was sweet and like... um I loved it and it was really great and I think I was really lucky I had parents who were very... My parents are hippies, I guess that's the easy way to say, you know? And I think, as I said, you know, like, I spend all my summer holidays, you know, traveling to India and, like, doing other stuff, going, visiting their, like, you know, Guru's ashram and stuff. It was a very, like, different experience to a lot of people in the Shire Mm. and I think that 
helped me see the world was bigger than just that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very lucky. And I've got lots of friends that I still have friends down there. And they're, you know, beautiful and lovely. Yeah, it is It is hard expressing this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I find the more I talk about it, the more I find other people yeah, who are also... Totally. Like, like it's, like, it's something that no one talks about and everyone thinks that they're alone in it. But as soon as it you start really chatting, does. you yeah. realize there's other people out there and... It's, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's something yeah. we should definitely talk about more. I yeah, think. definitely. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should have a whole episode of I like think so. opening up your ma- your yeah. feminine side. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Or yeah. just like healthy masculinity. Exactly. No, because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of men out there who need that, and the mm. only place a lot of the times they have to turn is to the very toxic masculine sources. Yeah. No, totally. On the yeah. internet, and I yeah. feel like there's no alternative. Oh, we can have a whole episode on Andrew Tate. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. no. You know what? Fuck that not guy. We are not anymore. giving him Edit that out. Edit that out, man. <laughs> Sorry. So we'll we'll beep the name. Wait, you're sponsored ads on Facebook tomorrow. Are going to be <laughs> insane. Just like you mentioning that name. Oh. No, but it's so true, and it was beautiful. Um, I know I'm gonna. It's a shout out. That's too late because. By the time this airs, it's going to be over. But um, one of my really good friends um, has a show in the Sydney Fringe Festival, mm. and it's called My Cousin's Bedroom. I'm sure I'll do it again. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's a kind of a whole series of recorded conversations around what masculinity means to them, mm. and then them as a trans person, like how they explore masculinity growing up. Oh, and it was really beautiful. beautiful. And so I went there last night, and we saw this show, and it was incredible. Mm. Um, uh, Monty Hancock, check them out. They're amazing. Yeah. Monty's amazing. The show's amazing. But in the end, they ended with this really beautiful... Uh, I was like, for this amazing queer activist in the States whose name I'll forget, but I had this quote from them, and it was like, the way that we use masculine and feminine as a defining language is like if all meteorological science was defined as hot or cold. Yeah. Mm. You know, and it's like, oh, what's the weather like tomorrow? Oh, it's hot. And then it's going to... It's like, you know, like you're, you're defining this incredibly diverse, amazing, yeah. cultural, you know, biological, religious intersectionality yeah. into just, like, two words. And that's just mm-hmm. like... It just seems like we're limiting ourselves as humans if we yeah. can't express ourselves beyond masculine and feminine. I yeah, don't know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because no other animal really fits a good definition of masculine totally, and feminine. Yeah. So why should humans, really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you learn it, so it, much yeah. by kind of, you know, embracing both... Both aspects of, but it's yeah, and I'm sure like you know you study sex, Anastasia, and you're both like you know biologists, and like you would Mm -hmm. see just the amount of like weird, crazy shit in the animal kingdom, and like how like not even like because like I feel like and like I've got no authority to speak on this stuff at all, but like you know gender is a different thing, and it's how you identify and all that kind of stuff. But even like biological sex is such a spectrum. It is, and you'd be Mm. like, oh, you can be whatever gender you want, but you're a man and a woman. No, like there is a grayscale like like based on your chromosomes out there and you two could talk about that so much better than mm-hmm. I could yeah it's just crazy that we just limit ourselves to these two yeah. dummy words like, I agree yeah. I agree it's like limiting yourself to like one fashion style you know like totally. why would you do yeah. that it's imagine if you wore double some denim every do. day yeah, yeah. Like, exactly <laughs> <laughs> Canadian tuxedos all the time <laughs> yeah and the, the people who do limit themselves to one fashion style like it, it's always very strange and confrontational, like, like for example, goths. Like, when they're really <laughs> hardcore into that, and it's goths like... Goths are a way of life, mate. That's yeah, not fashion. Uh, what do you know? <laughs> I don't know a lot about goths. <laughs> I know, edit this out. I don't want to... F- <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the goths coming to my house. <laughs> this is like Andrew Tate supporting <laughs> yeah. goth hate and me. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> I feel like I'm um, Just so you know, Harry lives at 123 <laughs> Rainbow Road. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a great street, but the I'm always falling off. <laughs> I'm always falling off the edge. There's no there's no railing. It's really dangerous. Yeah, the council yeah. needs to put some railings on. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, so, we've really driven. No, no, that's the point. That's the but, point. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is the point. Right, you're right. Um, you're right. I do love this. But though. Mm. Like, I do want to ask both of you. Mm-hmm. You ever seen aliens? Yes. Oh, of course. Really? Yeah. Have you not? I have. Um, like, what's the what's the most convincing mm. thing you've ever okay, seen? Okay, so so okay. I'm I'm really sorry. I sh- you know this no, is please. your show. No, Luke. no, Anastasia, I'm here for you. Oh my god! Please. See, no. you're one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. Like, actually, just you're a beautiful human. I just want to hear your alien story, mate. This isn't yeah. anything deep. I mean, like, come on, this is what give I us, believed. Give us the aliens. <laughs> no, go. Okay, so. Uh, my partner's really into like old school movies, Love right? Mm. So I get to see all of like the Alien, Alien versus Predator, all of that stuff, right? But as a child, I watched. Uh, I think it's like Invasion of Mars or something, or Mars. Oh, Mars Invasion. Attacks. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks spooked me, man. Dude, yeah? it scarred me oh. for years. Those aliens are creepy. Those aliens are so scary, and I genuinely thought that at one point they will invade Earth, and mm. I was so fucking scared of that movie. I should not have watched it. I was, I was like under ten wow. when I watched that movie. That movie was yeah. terrifying. I'm, I'm on a Unity ticket because that movie scared the shit yeah. out yeah. of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fucking it's, it's weird. Like, I, I totally agree. And like, as someone who, you know, for my nine to five job studies aliens, I was terrified of aliens as a kid. hundred mm. percent. Yeah. And I remember, um, in general, I got a very active imagination and like, mm. you know, night lights were my best friend for yeah. embarrassingly long parts of my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember as a kid, I was one of these like fictitious books of like, Aliens through history, and they just like make up like pyramids. Yeah. Like, you know, oh. like you know, uh, ancient school. aliens. Alien, yes, ancient, ancient aliens. Mate, this is wanna, the reason I'm here. I don't okay, want to say it's a great no. show, but no. it's like it's not not entertaining. It's not. <laughs> what is it? Ancient aliens. You, no, you've please, it? no. You're you're a fan. Um, Go. It's, <laughs> He's their number it, one fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, well, edit that out. <laughs> I feel like I've like uh, Harry, you're giving uh, me a lot to work like, with here. I feel like I've been painted in very negative lights. Anyways, Ancient Aliens is on the History Channel, mm. oddly enough. What? But yeah, it's on the History Channel. History oh. Channel is not historic. No, no. Okay. <laughs> History Channel. So now it's just fiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a reliable source gotcha. at all. And it's basically just a documentary. So it's interviewing and I'm using quotation fingers here, experts yeah. um, who talk about how aliens have influenced humanity over the course of our existence. So mm. all the way back to the beginnings of humanity. And it can be, a, a big one is, you know, aliens built the pyramids. That's a, uh, that's a classic, yes. yeah. you know, and, and Mayan mythology. All these, they take all these mythologies from around the world and ah. interpret them in an alien way mm. rather than like a biblical or religious yeah. way. And mm. Which know, is, let's face it, is... just as extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> hey I mean, <laughs> similar amounts of evidence. Yeah. So. They were the, cl- you know, like there's that classic meme when the guy's like, aliens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so that's, that's that oh, show. That's like, yeah, that was like some oh, professor yeah. of like yeah. alien I mean, history. I, I like, don't yeah. know if he was a professor. Yeah, <laughs> no. I feel like he probably wasn't. <laughs> Because he was saying some fucked shit, but Uh. it was um it was truly ludicrous the stuff they would come up with. But it was so entertaining, like you couldn't like they were like, look at this uh, ancient Egyptian script. It definitely means there's aliens. Yeah, every episode was that. So is it because um a lot of these things are like hard to explain, and and because a lot of this things are really ancient history, is that why people pawn it off as aliens? It's funny, like I've got um. 
different ways you know you can view that kind of stuff mm. um some scientists attribute stuff to pattern identification where it's like if oh. you see an elongated skull or if you see mm. something moving fast in the sky mm-hmm. you've seen like the only time you've been exposed to that is in a alien stories you know mus- you know 2am when you're stoned watching history channel or whatever you know and like mm-hmm. that's where your brain goes to you know so popular culture is breeding more and more alien sightings this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um some people also attribute it a lot to basically in the 50s, 60s, um, it was like the death of God, like religion was at an all-time low mm. in the States, in America, because that's where all white academics do their research. The like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, like religion was dying out basically uh-huh. in the States and people were either turning to like Eastern philosophies and that's where, you know, like the Hare Krishnas, all this kind of stuff came from mm-hmm. um, and like Ram Das and all that other... Um, fun stuff you can get to or they would turn to aliens because technology was booming people were like mm. there's man's going to the moon and space travel and there's yeah. canals on Mars and it was a really um, tangible way to find meaning in the world you know when you see something that was unexplainable to you 200 years ago that's God when God's dead how do you explain the unexplainable mm. technology aliens right. that kind of stuff so oh, I think okay. that there's there's a real cultural surge in aliens in the last yeah. um you know like 50 60 years and i you could attribute it to that yeah definitely okay, okay. yeah so what's which is your... a very boring way to explain aliens i guess <laughs> like, <laughs> well it's also like in ancient times people would talk about their interactions with angels oh 100 oh, yeah. you know the 20s and 30s yeah. and, and so on that started to become interactions yeah. with extraterrestrials mm-hmm. yeah and it's like it's kind of seamless yeah and hg wells and like water wells mm. all this kind of stuff yeah. something sorry tangent for everyone that loves weird shit out yeah. there yeah. google biblical angels uh-huh. have you guys ever heard oh, of it it's, yes. like, it's fucking nuts yes. like, that's a, I, I was Reddit, literally like, sending this whole... to my friend today the video no of like biblically accurate angels yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. tripping balls it's yeah. like this absolute ridiculous it's nuts visage it's brilliant so basically um, like most things in Christianity it's been like whitewashed and like you know mm. changed for a very palatable audience um, but a really interesting thing is that when you I don't know when What's the story? Yeah, like shepherds out in the, you know, woods when the angel came and told them Jesus was born, according to the story. Mm. The first words this angel said was, be not afraid. Mm. Okay. And now it's like, you know, this beautiful white man with wings and the chin yeah. came down and came yeah, Why would you be afraid of that? Why would you be afraid of that? But if you actually like read aspects of the Bible that describe angels back in the day, it was like this multi eyed, multi winged dimensional vortex mm. of like doom. Like they're just like these crazy like oh, psychedelic Jesus patterns. Christ. Yeah, yeah so like, like Harry horror just movie me shit. A picture like, of it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And like, something you would be afraid of. You would be afraid of. Yeah. Like, well, that's pretty fucked up. Totally. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you were very fucked up to see that. That's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. other way to like spin <laughs> it. Most likely. <laughs> most likely. Yeah, explanation. yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the same thing where like people uh, want to recontextualize things to their mm. own stories. Mm. You know, and like mm. a nice benevolent angel coming down to help them makes sense in, you know, 1950s America or whatever, when, you know, in 2,000 yeah. years ago, like, the world was a gnarly place and, like, you would see, I don't know, you would imagine crazy shit like that because, yeah. I don't know, it's just a different different time. So, yeah, you accidentally yeah. ate the wrong mushroom and all of a sudden yeah. you're talking exactly. to the seraphim. Some great yeah, and Your, your yeah. children can see through time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God damn it, this oh, is going to yeah. be a hard one to So explain. what's your view on all of this? Like... How yeah, you, you know, it's super interesting. And... I I feel that um, I believe that we should be 
I think it's interesting for humanity to understand ourselves better mm. by understanding the way we think about aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think that um, for very obvious like hoaxes or you know fabrications of people seeing you know or abduction stories like stuff that seems unreal, um, I think that it's a really nice mirror up to who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think you can turn a lot about about where we are as a society, who we're we turning to, what is a position of power. Mm-hmm. When God used to be a position of power, now it's an advanced spacecraft, you know. And I think that's an interesting reflection on. You know, who we are as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some really cool chats with people around these UAPs. If any, oh, yes. Messing yeah, un- with those. Unidentified aerial phenomena. I oh, yeah, so it's a new, a the new UFO. Yeah. I get a couple. Um, yeah. I get some... Yeah, so it's funny, like in my um, little comedy, whatever, I was like, oh, you know, we get heaps of messages about like aliens, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of them are downright just like disturbing and really sad to be fair wow. I don't know if you want to what go there um, um, yes yeah, yeah if you don't mind well, yeah, um, if you're willing yeah and a little bit of trigger warning around mental health here a lot of the times mm-hmm. it's people who um, are having delusions are schizophrenic mm-hmm. and are oh. like hey I've seen some crazy thing and it lives in my walls or whatever it is you know and mm. it's like obviously it's um, them experiencing something that is clearly very disturbing to them but not real yeah, yeah. and um, you know and when the first few things like I managed like you know my Astrobiology sent a Facebook page. Um, we had some big chats around, like, how do we even respond to these things? What do we do? And then I um, feel like my mum's like a lifeline telephone trainer. Oh. She trains the counselors. Oh. So I had a big chat with her about it. And we're like, hey, like, you know, we, I study rocks. Like, I, like, no, that's like <laughs> not within the realm of what we do. But like, it sounds like you're really disturbed by this. We recommend you calling Lifeline or we recommend you seek help somewhere else. So, oh, like, a lot of, um, yeah, and it's like, it's hard to like, Weave psychosis into a you know comedy script, but that's yeah. like that's a lot of um, what I've received is around that. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also like yeah, like flying saucers, that kind of stuff, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think with these UAPs, which is basically very cool, um, the American government's releasing all mm. these videos now of mm. Air Force pilots who are capturing objects on their radar, yep. and they're like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't like no one's paying me to say this, but like we are seeing stuff that is. Um, Unexplainable. Unexplainable. And it's unexplainable in the way it moves, that it even moves too fast or can turn at right angles that like no jets they're aware of can move that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they also call... And sorry, this is the nerd non-science Lou talking. Like, I would never broach this shit in my... This um, is not going in a publication. This is, no, yeah. Um, but and, uh, some people are, and I've, there's yeah. a, I, yeah. I can explain on that. Um, but yeah, and it's like they call them like transmedium. So they can like watch these things and they'll go... It's like it's maintaining the same freed through air and then go into water and then back out at the same speed, mm. which is physically impossible. You can't like go from air to water and not mm. feel a reduction in speed because the medium is so much more denser. Yes. So like the Pentagon's released, they said, yes, we do not know what this is. They're having Senate inquiries. It's this huge, like very yeah. legitimate uh, concern for a lot of people at the moment. Oh. Um, and you know, like the very, the most likely and most terrifying thing, it's like, China, Russia, some other country that's not America has some crazy new technology that's yeah. going to like dominate oh, us. That's, that's like terrifying. the biggest like concern, yeah. honestly. It and seems unlikely to me. Yeah. Well, if it is, we're doomed. So it's like, eh, like it's, <laughs> yeah. embrace yeah. it. Embrace <laughs> it. Yeah. It's like, I accept our new overlords. Uh, yeah. Whoever they may be. So, um, yeah. uh, to this end, um, mm. when the US government released a much anticipated report on UFOs uh, in recently, I'm going to say recently, uh, <laughs> many were perplexed that it couldn't explain, the US government could not explain, this was the, um, what you were talking about, this, uh, they did a big 
what's it called Senate committee type thing mm. they couldn't yeah, explain yeah because that's insane because even light slows down when yeah. going into water yeah. and yeah, light totally. is the fastest thing that we yeah. know yeah. yeah 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 so oh, it couldn't explain 143 of 144 sightings so they could explain one so they did you know they had all these sightings by obviously government mm. people um, air, air force people things like that naval mm. people and 143 of them, yeah. they were just like, we have absolutely And, no and these insane. aren't sightings there. Oh, well, I don't know if all 144 of them are, but they're recordings. So they're like infrared yeah. camera. Yeah. Ca- so it's not like it's, some dude saw this. it. It's like they've got video evidence with infrared camera and radar identifying this thing. Mm. Like It's like data they've collected yeah. that they and don't understand. Yeah, and this is the government. The, yeah, like, and the government never lie. Like, no, yeah, no, no. no. Okay, I'm, like, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> George Bush definitely has yeah. never, never. Uh, lied <laughs> uh, to the American people. Can we edit that out? I feel like I'm making... No, no, you're like, like, no he's long gone, dude. You're men fine. in black turning no. up at my house. <laughs> Depends oh what, God. like, if it's the cool men in black, you know? Yeah. 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 Will Smith uh, is Smith. invited <laughs> to my house. <laughs> you saw nothing. Um, oh. But yeah, so I was, um, luckily, and so it's funny, so in the astrobiology community, mm. everyone, uh, vast majority of people ignore this kind of stuff. They don't talk about it. They mm. see it as a hoax because there's been mm. so many hoax in the past, you know? And yeah. it's career ruining to mention this stuff and they're yeah. touching it. But I think now that the government's openly come out and said, hey, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> and they've officially sent letters to NASA saying, NASA, like, can you help us out? What's happening? Um, yeah, so for a long time, scientists, um, especially astrobiologists, were really worried about touching this stuff because it is incredibly controversial mm-hmm. and... Um, career ruining. Career ruining, right. definitely. But Jacob Huck Misra is an amazing technosignature astrophysicist. So he studies the particular... Kind of like SETI stuff. It's like mm. if there was a planet like Earth in another solar system outside of ours, mm-hmm. um, obviously we're releasing electromagnetic radiation all the time into space if other planets are out there also doing that, how would we detect that? And what would that look like? Mm. And, you know, hypothetically, if we pointed a big radio telescope at another solar system, what would we expect to see if there was someone tweeting about aliens right now? You know, that's the kind of stuff they think about. Um, Mm. But he started um, opening up discussions around these uh, UAPs, you know, and he went to a science conference, like the Astrobiology Conference, which is like NASA funded, all this kind of Mm. stuff, and opened it up. And like Carl Sagan, who's a very famous... Um, astrobiologist was doing similar stuff like this as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Carl Sagan. Carl, he, of he course, to, of course, he yes. He's obviously man, the Carl. number one um, listener. Of yeah, the yeah. <laughs> every week. He's, yeah, yeah. I have to pour a little bit out for <laughs> mate yeah, Carl. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, and I think um, Jacob at this conference said this really interesting thing. He said that um, astrobiologists study the idea of aliens all the way up until the top of our atmosphere. And then mm. anything under atmosphere, it's like, that's conspiracy, that's weird, we can't touch that. And it's just so crazy, because it's like, you know, they're studying phosphine on Venus, which is, for any of our listeners, it's a weird molecule that um, on Earth, on planets the size of Earth, is only produced by life. And oh. they found it on Venus, but did they even find it? Was it an error? But like people are looking at like biosignatures on Venus, which is very controversial if for the right people, because mm-hmm. it could be like life there, but it's, you know, 400 degrees Celsius, and it's a really really hot place um or people are trying to find you know there's these things called dyson spheres oh which is very yeah very cool cool. yeah Yeah. so a dyson sphere is a uh, concept that a physicist came up with and it's like how big could a civilization or another solar system get like if humans had fifty thousand years what could we achieve you know if we kept evolving and we're like the more advanced a civilization gets, the more power hungry they get. You know, like we started off with fires and then we got coal and then we got nuclear. And it's like, where could we go? And he's like, well, the biggest source of energy in a solar system is the sun. 
Mm -hmm. And the way to capture all the energy of the sun is to build totally efficient solar panels, but rather on Earth capturing one little point around the entire sun. Oh god! So what they look for, literally, like like technicians, like like actual astrophysicists are looking for not stars out there, but places where there's planets or gravitational mm. anomalies suggesting that there's a star there, but there's no light emitted because all that light's being captured by an alien civilization, and that's like legitimate research. Like people yeah. think mm. about this. It's very like, clever. It's, yeah, it's yeah. super clever. Very smart. Yeah. Um, I think it's very um. Human-centered? It is very yeah, human. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, because yeah. that's what we would do. It's not necessarily what's a completely different Totally, yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like with um, uh, people also look for pollutants in other atmospheres. Mm. So very it's like, clever. what if there was like yep. CFCs? What if there was like comp like PFAS or like, like, like mm. crazy chemicals yeah. that only are made from... And PFAS is this like weird fire extinguishing foam that mm. people use to put fires out in airports, yeah. and now it's like crazy toxic yeah. and it's in essentially everything. like anything that can't be produced naturally. Yeah, that yeah, type like of any stuff. like human made chemical. Yeah. Like look, but it's like you're assuming that intelligence equates like environmental destruction, you know? Which, Which again, is, we know yeah. is wrong. Yeah, because yeah. There's well, many societies out there that didn't do that. For totally. A very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hard thing is that there, um, and it's so true. Like there's amazing advanced civilizations yeah. like First Nations people in Australia and all yeah. around the world who would have no extraterrestrially um, uh, detectable, you know, um, signal. Yeah. You know, they're not replacing radio waves. They're not, you know, no, exactly. messing up the atmosphere, but they're totally advanced, intelligent, and doing all the things yeah. you'd want out of an alien species. And I think it's kind of how we use the word advanced, because yeah. we think advanced is in technological advancement, but there is the cultural advancement mm. of living in a habitat and not destroying it. Totally, uh, yeah. In 200 years, like yeah. some like some cultures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some people, we know. Uh, yeah, um, no, definitely. So that's a yeah. type of advancement that I think we don't, we can't capture. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it's interesting to think of it that way, because yeah. many people I know, I think, don't. But I feel like that kind of cultural advancement is really important to consider because we clearly lack it. (laughs) So, yeah. So on that idea of like advanced civilizations, um, Douglas Adams, the author... Of his Shaka's Heart to the Galaxy, oh, whose name amazing. I just picked it's ama- out of my yeah, head. It's amazing how much you know. I know, and I can just take my tongue, down. just sitting there. Um, <laughs> that was not edited in at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he had this amazing quote in his books, and like his books are, I think, the most scientifically inspired. They're not the most scientifically accurate, but I think he really tried to understand science. Mm. He attended scientific conferences. He created conferences where he would scientists in that asked them about the way the world works. And he would, um, you know, really passionate about that kind of stuff. Mm. And he had this quote where it's like, you know, on the planet Earth, there are two hyper advanced intelligent species. There are the humans and there's dolphins. Oh. And humans think they're the most advanced because they spent all day working really hard and building amazing structures and stressing out about the world. And dolphins think they're the most advanced because they don't do any of that and they just mm. have orgies all day. And that's like the best way to like spend your life, I you know? I knew it. I was like, yeah. dolphins just have sex all day sex. and they think they're it's awesome. It's got to be sex, of yeah. yeah. And it's even like, I think, um, like culturally in like, you know, our capitalistic world, mm. um, there's some great like... Greek philosophers who were like in a thousand years time like machine like they were like already anticipating machines and like technology and they were mm. like labor's going to be done for we're just going to sit mm. around and eat figs and have sex all day and it's going to be a great life mm. and as like we're going to be like the dolphins totally yeah, yeah. but it's like as our means of production increased we just increased our population we increased our consumption mm-hmm. and now we're just like more stressed than the Greeks some yeah. would say yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So. Well, also we have a bigger <laughs> class system as well right yeah. like I feel like I like pfft, 
ancient Greece is like definitely outside of my real world, but there's definitely yeah. a class system there as well, and it's definitely rich oh, totally. and poor in that divide. Yeah. I think that divide's just grown. Yeah, you know, and I think it's yeah. the the yeah. definition of baseline. Like what poverty meant in ancient Greece was very different to poverty now. Yeah. in a lot of parts of the world, yeah. and I, mean, I think that's the yeah. This is my opinion, but I feel like the people with humans, the people at the top will always always find a way to engineer it such that they remain at the top yeah. regardless mm. of the circumstances yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that causes for the people at the yeah top. totally yeah. there are some yeah. rare fruits and I saw recently in the news um, the Patagonia CEO like gave the company away to the world you guys hear it was really? like today no. it was this huge thing yeah basically um Thing is like eighty three now. He's a billionaire. He was like this, like you know, eccentric climber who like invented all this climbing gear to like climb in Patagonia better, and then like made all this money off it. Mm-hmm. And he's donated it to a trust yeah. Fan- that uh, now um, to fight climate change. Yeah, to fight. Yeah, That's so he's like amazing. saying it's still going to be a for profit company. They're still going to sell their clothes and still buy them, and they'll make money. But rather than that money going to any shareholders or to him, it all goes to a not for profit charity that gives it away to like fight climate change. Which is like an in- great oh. way billionaires can actually do good with their money. Uh, like, buy Patagonia? Yeah, exactly. Oh, legit, honestly. Like, not even like, like, sponsored. Yeah, not yeah, even yeah. sponsored. Just buy it. Uh, and Patagonia we- sponsor us? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe. If you say it loud enough, they'll... Uh, <laughs> they'll hear us. No. Manifest- manifesting. Manifesting. <laughs> yeah. While we do our contract improv, we can uh, do a bit of manifesting. Yeah. It'll work out with the play. Yeah. I feel like... W- yeah, free of charge. Free. Yeah, free, no, like, they deserve it. Yeah, that's amazing. But it's weird and I feel like I may be that exact target audience because I like mm. um, intentionally try not to buy any new clothes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I've, I don't know, all my clothes from Vinnie's except for a few clothes that are branded, like Clothing the Gap, like stuff like that that I'm really passionate about the brand. Clothing the Gap, check them out, they're really cool. Um, but like, there's there's like four um, clothes for the people, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. um, Clothing the Gap's all about like, raising awareness about Indigenous issues in Australia and raising money for Indigenous artists and communities. I buy their clothes all the time, but I'll never buy like, a rip curl I don't know whatever people are buying is. Yeah. I don't know yeah. last time I bought a shirt I was like 10 like rip curl was all the fashion but like literally I wear I, admittedly yeah. I wear a lot of rip curl <laughs> I know speaking of Exhibit A sorry um, I'm wearing a rip curl shirt right now fired uh, <laughs> yeah. to be fair rip curl is from my hometown oh so whoa, it's no like, way uh, yeah really yeah. that's crazy so rip curl quicksilver and billabong are all from the same place no they're all way. from Torquay in Victoria holy shit really and, yeah it's pretty weird huh. and that's kind of like where I grew up around that dude, area dude represent no so Sorry, yeah. sorry for shitting on Ripco. That's no, really cool. I mean, um, let's shit on Tesla. Like, Tesla. Don't buy a Tesla. Yeah, don't buy a Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. Actually, they they suck. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I was gonna wrap that up by saying, like, when I read that thing about Patagonia and Ripco, if they're doing cool stuff as well. Uh, <laughs> I also doubt it. I, I doubt it. Yeah. But legit, I was like, I'm gonna go out and buy a Patagonia shirt because yeah. like, I, I want to. Yeah, legit. I was I'm, like, that tomorrow. is something I want to support with my cash. The limited mini amount of PhD funding that I get, I'm gonna spend. All my monthly allowance on a shirt and it's going to be great. True. Yeah. Exactly. It does feel very confronting to me though that the the future of the earth is kind of at the mercy of the kindness of billionaire companies. Yeah. It's like it's is really that sad. is that that kind of raises a red flag to me. Mm. It's yeah. like Patagonia obviously doing the right thing yeah. within our current system but, but also it does like indicate Tesla not yeah, doing the right thing. It doesn't you know, indicate Bezos yeah. not doing yeah. the system yeah. is broken. Yeah. If like because I feel like Bezos and Musk and all those types mm. of guys could with a flick of their wrist yeah. you know improve the future for billions. Oh. 
puns upon oh, billions. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and, what and they was choose the statistic? not statistic? It was something like if Bezos gave a billion dollars to every single per- person on Earth, yeah. he would still have like $55 billion left yeah. in his Whoa. account. I feel like not a good idea. I feel like that would fuck everything up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, well, the it value of bread is now worth Because I feel like wealth is. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, like, there's, there's, like, livelihood and, like, you know, like, basic needs being met. But, like, the idea of actual wealth is based on disparity. Mm. And your dollar's mm. only worth as much mm. as how many you have compared to the next person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if everyone had a million, a billion dollars, like, that would... And then you see that in, like, Venezuela, where inflation mm. is so hectic, where you have $100 million and it's like, you know, what does that mean? And, like, my um, grand great-grandma, yeah, she grew up in, like, you know, East Germany and, like, mm. you know... Oh, no, sorry, my grandma yeah like you know like was a you know live after the war all that kind of stuff and like they were like literally like using dollars as wallpaper because like the value of money was yeah. so low it was like it's easy like it's more efficient to burn money yeah. mm-hmm. than to spend it because like money means nothing anymore yeah. and i think that it's an interesting thing where we had so much regard in like dollars and cryptocurrency yeah. and all this kind of weird stuff but it's like it's only valued because we value it yeah 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 True. exactly just okay. funny shit sorry so existential question yeah do you believe that there is life outside of Earth? Ah, uh, yes, surely, yeah. surely, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, um, think. I, I, yeah. I, I, to add to that, because I feel <laughs> like that is a, an easy yes in yeah. a way. Mm. But I think, do you believe that that life that has not originated on Earth has visited Earth? Oh, Ooh. yes. Um, so. To run it back, like, is there life out there? I think it depends on your definition of life, as any true scientist should say. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what are you? What's your parameters you're working with? Um, NASA has a definition which life being a self-replicating chemical system, okay, capable of Darwinian evolution. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you know that's slime under your boot. That's like a weird pond scum somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. in the infinite universe. Oh, sorry, the the very large finite universe. I reckon there's a planet out there with some weird growing shit that's definitely like, you know, evolving over time Surely. and stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like tardigrades, a hundred percent alien. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, people think <laughs> Confirmed octopuses. you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heard it here first. Combos of Chordates is yeah. got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, got the scoop. Um, but yeah, visit Earth. And it's funny, I had an interesting idea that I really wanted to write about when all this UAP um, mm. state stuff came out. Um Obviously, I didn't because I think it would be bad for my career to write it in a conversation or something. But on a podcast like this, I'm allowed to have yeah. fun. This yeah. is it. But basically, based on um, the way we understand how hard it is for life to form, like to have the chemistry to come together and all the right amino acids and sugars and all these things to be cooked up randomly and form life. And then from that single cell organism to survive and form a multicellular organism that can build complex things like mm. worms. And snails. And then from those worms and snails to evolve into humans that have big brains that can, like, think about the world and, you and know... And who can sexually reproduce, right? 100%. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, like... Is that, the, a, is that a humble brag? Yeah. But, yeah, like, like having sex, huge. Like, such yeah. as... Yes, all their biologists love it uh, big fan of um, sexually reproducing organisms uh, out there wait, wait where can we get some sex uh, <laughs> it looks like know, okay. uh, anyone out there want some sex uh, uh, Luke Stella yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple monocellular <laughs> <laughs> this could be a new dating app I reckon there's a bit of on your weird like museum comedy podcast about chordates Venn diagram yeah. mm-hmm. slip a bit of tinder in there yeah, I reckon exactly. it could work yeah. Um, so my idea was when people talk about aliens visiting Earth and like seeing weird stuff, it makes more sense to me from a probabilistic standpoint that we're seeing a 
another civilization that evolved on Earth mm. that, you know, 10,000 years are like, fuck it, I'm going to live underground. Like, I don't need, um, you know, to live on Earth or like, I'm going to go completely invisible. I'm going to live in the clouds. And like, you know, like no relevance to us on Earth. Yeah. Erased all evidence because that to me makes more sense than something evolving that was super, super intelligent. Mm. Hundreds of light years away, yeah. and then made it here, and then didn't announce themselves, didn't say good day, but just like yeah. got on some weird dude's camera phone, you know, <laughs> in like ten years. It's just like, it's like it makes no sense that aliens get all this way and then just yeah. like not interact with us. But I don't know, and it's just like maybe it's like some human, sorry, some Earth-based, you know, even related to us, um, uh, you know, civilization, and some like drunk kids going joyriding. That's these weird, you know, yeah. things you see in the sky like that. To me. I'm not saying that's what it is, but to me, that makes more sense from a chemical evolutionary perspective because yeah. it's easier for life to evolve on Earth when it becomes intelligent. Because we know it has. Because we know it has. Mm-hmm. But like the chance of life forming somewhere else, it's unknown. We don't know if that existed. Yeah. But we know mm-hmm. what happened here. It makes more sense for that to do weird stuff here than to bring in an outside force. Right. So that's like, if you ask, like, oh, an alien's going to visit us, like, that's the answer I would give um, shroud and a little bit of chemistry. I think okay. I think that's, yeah. um, <laughs> that's really opened my eyes a lot because yeah. you obviously study the beginnings of life itself. And so... It's got very serious. It's got very, very, yeah. very deep. <laughs> well, I, honestly, I'd never considered that. And so I, I, I think that's that's, in, that's very interesting. I'd Definitely. never considered that because it, it takes the, the most unbelievable element, mm. which is that life has begun out somewhere else oh, and, totally. and just removes it. And yeah. it's like, mm. that makes perfect sense. That, yeah. that is yeah, the yeah. most... Oh, reasonable. definitely. Because there's so many... Um, so a lot of the work that I do is based on this thing called the Drake Equation, mm. which is basically... Oh, my God. Um, is it by Drake, the Canadian rapper? Oh, yeah. Is he Canadian? He is Canadian. I haven't seen him wear enough double denim to believe that. <laughs> That's the problem, Drake. Step Fair. up your game. Uh, um, so uh, a, <laughs> Known enemies of Drake. No, another... Um, Less musically talented, equally mm. interesting dude, um, mm-hmm. a physicist called Drake in the 50s. And it's a crazy backstory. So basically, he wanted to figure out how likely was it to find life on another planet that we could communicate with. Hmm. So it was this whole thing was like, how many planets are out there in our galaxy? And then how many planets have an environment habitable for life? And then how many of those things actually form life? And then how much that life actually is intelligent? How much that intelligent life exists at the same time that we do? And then they that can then communicate to us. So it's like, it's like a little probability. It's a lot of factors. A lot of right? factors, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you start off with, back then they didn't even know if there was planets outside our solar system. Mm-hmm. But now we know that like every star you see probably has got at least a couple of planets around it because of James Webb and all these other amazing telescopes. And um, yeah, so basically from that, like you started this huge number, like, you know, billions of stars, billions of planets, but it's like, how do you whittle that down? You know, mm. how, many, how many of those planets are habitable and then how hard is it for life? And that's where my research comes in. So I'm trying to answer one of those little probability sequences in that whole equation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this Drake equation was this amazing thing that this physicist Drake came up with, but the team he worked with to do it was an all-star team. It was incredible. Mm. So firstly, they did it like on a napkin over lunch. Like it was like this super like back, like legit back of the napkin. And probably that's a just, phrase. That's just showing off. Just showing <laughs> off. But, but legit, you look at the equation and it's like number of planets. Number of habitable planets. Literally, it's it's more of a concept than like uh, any kind logic of logic rather than yeah yeah. It's like you know what do you have to think about rather than any numbers or any. Yep. There's no maths involved. It's just mm-hmm. like a thought process. It's like yeah, thought experiment. But the team that was there was a young Carl Sagan who was like 24 at the time, and he was just like invited to come along, which is like super dope. Cool. And like was just like this like budding physicist was like yeah I'll give it a go. 
My favourite one was this guy called John Lilly, who was a dolphin trainer and expert. Oh. <laughs> so how, how, how did that, how yeah. does that factor Yeah, how, what are uh. dolphins doing in space? Well, basically, it's the same thing when we're talking about Douglas Adams, where it's uh. like dolphins, basically this idea that dolphins are hyper-intelligent, evolved on Earth. Um, if you want to learn how to speak to an alien, speaking to a dolphin is a really good way to do it. So they brought in this guy who studied um, dolphin evolution and intelligence and how dolphins got as smart as they did. And they're like, hey, like, what would you need to have a dolphin evolve on another planet? Like, what, what is intelligence beyond this human-centered idea? Which is cool. Um, this dude also did some notoriously twisted stuff. Like, he mm. fed a lot of dolphins LSD. Oh, no. As science. Um, he fed a lot of humans LSD with the dolphins doing LSD. Oh, my the scenes God. that, like, broke down. It was very, like, 60s, like, yeah. science. Inverted commas there yeah, for yeah, this uh, yeah. non-visual yeah. medium. Um, yeah, and it was sold, this whole thing where, like, one of his, like, you know, LSD'd up dolphin research. He's fell in love with the dolphin. It was a whole, like, it was, it was crazy. It was like, have a Google. It's great. Um, uh, so what's his name? John Lilly. John Lilly, yeah. John Lilly Dolphin. Google that. Have a for Google. For a good time. But it, <laughs> it'll be a Reddit um, hole uh, that if, you'll if fall If you want to into. take LSD before you do it, <laughs> no We're one's stopping no. you. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to SeaWorld while you listen to it. Headphones in. <laughs> oh Don't go to Sea. Do not go to SeaWorld. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Buy Patagonia, but avoid SeaWorld. No, yeah, yeah, no sorry. No, yeah. yes. Um, Fuck Sea yeah. Fuck Sea World. That's their official 100%. position. No, yeah. It's true. The no. yeah. official position. Yes. Fuck Sea World. Love that. Let's yeah. get some t-shirts made up. Let's do it. But <laughs> um, the good. new contemporary to um, John Lilly is an amazing researcher from Sydney University, a philosopher, but I also study octopuses. Oh, octopi. Of course. Yeah. Because they're super intelligent as well. And they're even more different than dolphins. Even more different. Because they're not mammals. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're, he's got this great yeah. book called Other they're Minds. They're not chordates. They're oh, not. Oh, are we even allowed to talk about oh, them? Oh, my God. Oh, We're not allowed to talk about them. Get out of town. I want to see like your next like interview, like an octopus just like squelched yeah. on the recording <laughs> studio. And it's like conversations without chordates. Like, here we go. And yeah. then the octopus is like... Yeah, <laughs> the exact same thing. Like the common ancestor for humans and quarter and octopuses was a little like slippery, like wormy thing that didn't have a central nervous system. Yeah. Careful what you say about my ancestors. Oh, sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. Careful. <laughs> no one is. So we we're all very offending my family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all our families, man. Yeah. To be fair, um, yeah, true. Yeah, we're all related here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a family podcast. Yeah. <laughs> family friendly values yeah. all the way. Um, but yeah, no, it's that thing where it's like, if we think dolphins are intelligent and like non-human, the common answer between us and dolphins is like a dog that also had a brain, also, you know, mm. could communicate. But like the common ancestor between us and octopuses is so, like, so, so dumb. Like, had it's so stupid. So oh stupid. Yeah. The stupidest worm. Um, so it's like any intelligence they have yeah. wasn't from our common ancestor. They evolved that separately. Mm-hmm. So like... What can octopuses tell yeah. us? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Get a, we just I, have I just, to listen. I'm just imagining someone <laughs> holding a microphone to an octopus. Like, what, what can you tell us? Yeah. Yeah. What's going Next on? episode, conversations with a non-quarter <laughs> <laughs> octopus. <laughs> Wait, by the way, I do want to touch on this. So... Harry was making fun of me because I figured on the very first episode would explain what a chordate is. Mm. And Harry's like, everybody knows yeah, what a chordate is because he's a piece of shit biologist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clearly not a science communicator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. But You're out of touch with the public, my friend. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like they, they need to come to our level. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Come up to the ivory tower so yeah. we can yeah. spit on, on them. Come on, uh, <laughs> 
And so, you know, I, I made sure to explain what a court date was. Mm. And then when I did, you know, first tweet about the podcast, mm, yeah. Luke then retweeted it being like, I had to Google what a court date is. Oh and I was God. like, Harry, in your fucking yeah. face. I'm so in embarrassed that you're here. Now I'm on the show. It was the only way I could get on the show. I had to get your attention. That's true. I had to neg you a bit. I had to yeah. give you a little bit of something. <laughs> so Luke Googled, am I a court <laughs> Am I allowed to go on the show? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a hard um, one because how do they know the octopus aren't Googling that? Yeah, and it, would, it would say it would say like, it would say yes, presumably because it thinks it's a human. Oh, and it's like false information. That's true. Man, yeah. Zuckerberg. That's a yeah. Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> what does Facebook is, have to do with it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who did Google? Someone else. Who even in, oh. who invented Google? Yeah, I have no idea. There was uh, a guy. John Google. John Go- there was a guy <laughs> I took a Python coding introduction to Python course from, Nerd. and yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, I did my. I did my PhD in the same lab as the two guys who invented Google. Oh. And I'm like, and you're here. Yeah, and you're exactly. here teaching right. the introduction to Python. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what went wrong in your life? Sorry, no, I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> actually, we should probably, like, I don't want to talk shit about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed really cool. Yeah. His name is John Python. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Python's this tiny little thing that no one's ever heard about. No, it. no one ever yeah. knows. No. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Un- very uncommonly used. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, human-centered science, it's yeah. an issue. Very cool, man. Yeah. So very cool. Um, but you're not just an astrobiologist, oh, right? You you're also a comedian, which mm. I'm sure you have, you know, sprinkled a few <laughs> jokes here and there to taste. Yeah, a little tasties. Um, look, what else do you do? What else do I do? So I just want to caveat this. I don't think I'm a funny person. I just want to, like, say that out what? there. Uh, I think I'm charming. I'm, you know, rambunctious. Sure. But uh, I don't, like, I don't, and I think the... The beauty of what we created with the STEAM Room, which is the science yep. comedy program, was... What does STEAM stand for? STEAM is STEM plus arts, which is a very fun buzzword in the science communication community at the mm. moment. Um, and I did it because I thought it was a little bit edgy and racy, and my dream was to have like a promo video of like us and Dr. Carl in a steam room in towels just being like imagine mm. if we did science comedy that would be hilarious and like open the door and all the steam comes out but um I don't know if it's ever going to happen but I was like I was like <laughs> steam and I think there's actually a um queer comedy duo in Canada also called a steam room that does like oh. raunchy like bathhouse like kind of yeah. um very cool stuff as well so shout out to them if they ever listen in we didn't steal your idea um yeah. we're working with you <laughs> in partnership um <laughs> but yeah no so we do this comedy thing and we're training scientists to learn how to be better communicators by partnering them up with comedians mm. and it's clever it's clever it's fun and I think um beyond anything it's just a way to reach a new audience Mm-hmm. Where like you know, love pint of science, love science in the pub, all that kind of stuff. A you, boiling point. Boiling I, point. That should have made your love list. Never so boiling point is different in the sense where going out on the public radio waves, mm. anyone can tune in and listen to. You know, and you yeah. get people searching the anyone who actually listens to radio in the car, which I'm sure yeah. maybe dwindling. But um, you know, there's you can actually just like, oh, I want to flip through and see what's on the news or whatever, and then stumble onto it. Mm. But I think there's a lot of other stuff um, that. You go to, you know, I don't know, Pine of Science, incredible program, really, really great, love what they do. But you go there and it's like all other scientists sitting in the room listening yeah. to scientists talk. Yeah. Yes. And a Pine of Science in the UK, they did a study of that and it was like 85% of people who attend these things are scientists. Yeah. And so it's kind of yeah. you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think, I you know, I came across that study and I was like, how do we do it differently? Mm. And it's like, you want to bring, A, attract a new audience. Yeah. 
but by bringing a new audience in with not just having scientists there. So when we do the steam room, it's a mixture of scientists and like hilarious, established, amazing comedians who people would just like go and see anyway. It's like, hey, totally. go see your favorite comedian. But just so happens there's someone also trying comedy on the same night who's having a bit of fun with that. Um, and to be fair, you yeah. chucked up the Carl's face on anything and it is promoted wide. Totally. Like mm-hmm, he's such true. a legend for coming on board and helping yeah. us yeah. out with that. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so it was easy to attract a new fun audience um, who hopefully see science in a different light now, which is really well, nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. a beautiful dream. It's similar yeah. to what we, we started this because yeah, this, totally, the idea is that more. there's scientists out there who are actually really fun people. Yeah. Like the idea exactly. is that you come here to laugh with a person yeah. who is a scientist, but we're not really talking about like hard science here. Yeah. We're yeah. just having a That's joke. why our, lo- our motto is two scientists talking to people unscientifically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I do because like that. Like, it, it, every scientist I know has some sick story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. 100%. Yeah. Done some weird yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to hear about the weird shit you do. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Um, Bush pig exhibit a exactly. uh, that previous episode yeah. Yeah, call back <laughs> call back yeah. if you haven't listened to Samoa's episode you better <sighs> the show is so established we're already doing callbacks this yeah. is incredible yeah. <laughs> remember the time we did incredible yeah I do want to say um, I love all scientists in all their forms yeah. but I think we're sp- specifically blessed in biological earth and environmental scientists because yeah. yes. I think if you look at just the fun snappy interesting story factor People who spend six months up in Arnhem Land, you know, yeah. looking at cane toads, are going to have a lot more fun stories. Perhaps I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But uh, mm-hmm. they I mean, they, they, they shit do. on a snake. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of snake. How much cooler can you get? Yeah, no, very cool. So that's what uh, I'm saying. Call back like... to episode three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, listen to that one if you want a story about me shitting on a fucking <laughs> live <Very> snake. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, you know, you we. We've had biochemists, we have, you know, yeah. virologists, all different kinds of people on yeah. the show. But I think that spending time outside in nature and dealing with like practical kind of issues that earth science, environmental science do, it's a fun way to engage people. So I think we're very lucky mm-hmm. in our little niche of science. Yeah. yeah. So what's happening now? Are you looking for more scientists? Oh, as a matter of fact, we are. Mm-hmm. We are at the moment recruiting. If you've made it through this entire rambling episode and you got uh-huh. to this point, you are in the show. Like, you deserve it. Please Definitely. apply. Um, basically, so we're doing the Steam Room 2023. We are um, going interstate, which is very exciting. We're going to take it all around other parts of the country, not just Sydney. Wow, um, now that I'm no longer no, yeah, in know, yeah. now you're taking Tested it. on there. Visa <laughs> issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. No, we had a bit of, no, um, we've had brilliant potential all-stars. Um, we'll see what happens. But we're doing that. We've got bigger venues. It's going to be huge. It's an amazing new thing. And um, we're looking for you, hypothetical listener. If you are STEM adjacent, and I say that very loosely, if you are, we've had nurses applying, we've had people in tech applying, we've had people, if your life could somehow be, you know, Mm. smeared into a science, tech, eng, medicine, maths box. Have you read a science book? Yeah. Did you accidentally brush a microscope? Once in your life. Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. So please apply. Applications are open until the end of September. If you just Google science comedy practical, and that's P-R-A-X-I-C-A-L. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best way to get those search engine optimizers because science comedy is done a lot, so it's hard to get people to zoom in. But yeah, go search mm. um, science comedy practical. 
Check it out. Go online and apply, and we'll train you up. We'll partner you up with comedians. We'll give you day-long courses. We'll sit you down with people, and they'll tell you how to be funny and how to spice up your already exciting lives, but make them good for the stage. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. As a person who's done this last year, who was part of the cohort last year, I know it's shocking. <laughs> so Anastasia actually wasn't funny at all before no. she did the program. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Me how to be funny. We, we actually entered her in the program as like because out of sympathy yeah. we're like oh, this woman's multiple so people nominated me and they're like please make this bitch please funny yeah. Yeah. lunch God at uni damn. was getting drab yeah, like we like, needed oh to spice gosh. it up yeah, yeah. I, you know, have you seen uh, what we do in the shadows yes yes I yes. was Colin Robinson yeah. Yeah, energy vampire energy vampire she could suck the energy out of the room exactly yeah. as soon as I come in people are like fuck there she is again <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I must say, God damn Look at her now. Yeah. Look so at funny. Me now. I've got my own podcast. Like, yeah. I'm fucking hilarious. Yeah. You know? Totally. No other people need to tell me. No, yeah. I know no, I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, I must say, like, it was really nerve wracking. And I was telling Harry before, it's mm. such a humbling process oh, to go yeah. through because, you know, when you give a seminar, people are there to listen to you. But when you go to do comedy, you are performing for the audience. Mm. And the audience is giving you feedback yeah. on the yeah. spot. Yeah. Right? And you. You're not expecting them to laugh. You're hoping that they will yeah. laugh. Totally. Please, yeah. please, please laugh. Please laugh at me. Yeah. Please clap. Yeah. <laughs> please. But it's so, like a seminar, you know, you get one laugh. Yeah. It's like, oh, I did extra well, yeah, but so. whatever, you know. But like there, it's like every single like sentence, basically. It's like, has to, yeah. how do they think? How do they feel? But exactly. as a science communicator, I thought that was a really beautiful lesson in that every conversation you're in really is a dialogue, you know? Exactly. And the time scale of that can change. You know, this conversation we're in now, it's a dialogue of your audience, but they may take weeks until they listen to it. And then the way to mm. reply to you, maybe a little tweet they give you or a little like they give mm. you or a, you know, a rating on yeah. Apple, sending, whatever. Sending like, letter bombs to your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, remember, one, two, three, Rainbow Street. Rainbow Street. Is For all of those SeaWorld fans <laughs> that uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. I'm a goth SeaWorld fan. Uh, George Bush. Yeah, George Bush himself, mate. Come yeah. on down. It could be yeah, big. he's got nothing else to do yeah. Senior and junior, bro. It'd be yeah. a bloody duo. I, did, I did not down. specify. <laughs> That's a very good point. It was probably definitely both doing shady shit. Oh, so, man. like, you're allowed there to. There is no yeah. way you can be president of the United States without doing some shady shit yeah. prior yeah. to that. I don't yeah. believe that's possible. So they probably did some fucked up stuff. And that yeah. is a off-topic <laughs> conversation. Well, I love it. I love it when you see people's true passion come out in conversation. Yeah. It's great, yeah. 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 My, my hatred for the Bush family. <laughs> Truth is out. Um, But yeah, no, so I think it's that beautiful program where mm. We think as scientists, as you said, you know, people sometimes like to stand in the ivory tower and be like, I have yeah. all the knowledge. My audience doesn't. I'm yeah. here to impart information on them. I actually so that- said the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't paraphrasing <laughs> anyone feel, in this room right now. Personally, no, um, <laughs> no, but Harry was saying exactly yeah. what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And that's exactly right. It's yeah. like, it should be a conversation. It should be a dialogue. Yeah. Everyone that's that you I meet. No, definitely. Yeah, sorry. No, of, co- of course, Harry. No. <laughs> now I sound sarcastic. No. <laughs> the title of this podcast, Let's Hate on Harry. <laughs> Look, it's about damn time. <laughs> Getting away with a lot. Yeah. Let's, let's take him down a notch. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it is an amazing mm. program for anyone. Mm-hmm. To look into, yeah. I <laughs> uh, see Lucas making side eyes at Ooh, Harry. Uh, give a bit of a wink, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps we'll see what happens. Perhaps Harry <laughs> has a comedic bonus. What even know? are jokes? I don't even, I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to Conversations with Cordates. We had Luke Stellar 
in the studio today. Uh, stellar performance. Oh. Oh. Haven't heard that before. Oh, no, I bet, I bet that's the first no, time. Sorry, first time. Ever. I think that's Harry's um, first joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how he's going to open the show. Yeah. And I, I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast about aliens and contact dancing mm, and pretty yeah, much masculinity. everything in between. Yeah, we went deep. I it loved was it. good. I yeah, really liked exactly. it. I had a really good time. And uh, we'll see you next week. Conversations with Cordates. Cordates.